As we all know, LinkedIn is no longer an online resume. It's your digital reputation. Whether you're a new startup or global enterprise, LinkedIn can be an enormously valuable tool for generating quality leads and increasing your brand awareness. If you have ever thought of how you can turn your LinkedIn profile into a lead magnet, then this episode is for you. Hi, my name is Rayson Chu and I'm your host for The Regacy Show. And today, it's really our honor and pleasure to have this amazing gentleman whose name is called Daniel Elfon. Daniel is a LinkedIn expert. He is the author of Build a LinkedIn Profile for LinkedIn Success. Daniel's clients include entrepreneurs, consultants, authors, and marketers such as ISS, Howard Packard, and even Burger King, to name a few. He has also been featured on numerous podcasts such as The Thoughtful Entrepreneur, Frugalpreneur, Breakfast Leadership Network Show, and many more. So without further ado, let's welcome this awesome human being, Daniel, into the house. Woohoo! All right. Race, and thank you very much for having me on the Regacy Show. I was looking forward to this. Oh, yeah, man. It's, I, I was also looking forward to this because, you know, we matched each other on pot match. And so at the same time, I, I was like uh, looking through your profile and I was like, hey, man, this guy is really amazing. I love what he has posted on his profile as well. And also at the same time, like, man, I am so eager to get you on, but I'm so sorry I, I didn't manage to get you on April because I was very busy, but we managed to get it today at uh, on May, right? So it's really, really amazing. I, I'm really excited to to have you on. So Daniel, how, how is it like over at your at your site right now? Is it very um, congested, a lot of people? Uh, coming back and forth to Israel to to visit and all to travel or, or it's still not much people coming in because of COVID-19 and all this other stuff? Well, that's a great question. COVID is no longer uh, serious in Israel. We're no longer required to wear masks and oh, commerce wow. and everything works. So we've been through uh, COVID early and we probably exited early. And, you know, we have uh, uh, the amount of startups in Israel is probably one of the highest in the world and everything is booming and, and we don't look back. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. How, how I wish Singapore is like this for now. <laughs> but we are, we are slowly moving into that to that phase of not wearing masks as well. In Singapore, we are, we are not wearing masks when we are outside of the, the building or, or the house, on the roadside, we can not wear any masks but when we are actually inside the rooms or inside the house of uh for example like uh, not not house i would say but in the shopping malls for example we still have to wear masks so yeah it's um it's uh, i'm really looking forward to that day when we don't have to wear masks anymore but of course today we're not going to talk about that the most important thing is about linkedin right so um, do you mind if you share with the audience a little bit more about who you are what you do and who you serve with pleasure um i signed up to linkedin early in 2004 and perhaps what we could do in the next couple of minutes is, is help million millennial entrepreneurs entrepreneurs in general think differently about the tool it's a very powerful uh, tool race we have close to one 
billion members worldwide and mm -hmm. each second two people sign up okay entrepreneurs often underutilize the platform perhaps we could use you can discuss this i stumbled into linkedin when i uh, uh, had a sales position and linkedin simply helped me discover the name of the person i needed to reach out to and mm -hmm. then I, I specialized in in this platform and and i'm very happy i have okay wow so in 2004 you chanced upon it and to today you're still using linkedin to close deals to get clients and all this other stuff right yes <clears throat> networking is is what brings referrals and merc and, and uh networking are uh, probably the single most important source of, of uh, my clients but I, I do help them leverage linkedin better and okay wow i see all right nice so so do you mind if you share with us right because I'm pretty sure a lot of entrepreneurs who are tuning in right now, they would be thinking about, hmm, I thought LinkedIn was supposed to be like this. I thought LinkedIn is supposed to be like that. So do you mind if you share with the audience a little bit more about what are the five myths about LinkedIn that you can share with our audience? With pleasure. The single most important thing to remember is that LinkedIn is, is what you'd like it to bring you, race. Okay, so our audience here, as entrepreneurs, need to think about LinkedIn not as a place for their CV, but a place for them to showcase their product or their venture or their ideas. And mm -hmm. if we can mm -hmm. discuss maybe a, a few uh, common, very common mistakes, then on LinkedIn, your individual profile racing is way, way more important than the company page. Oh, and when, okay. When entrepreneurs start, yeah. Why is that Please. so? Simply consider that you probably f uh, follow on LinkedIn very few company pages, but you personally have thousands of connections or thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. and, and that means mm -hmm. the uh, page, the profile page is pretty static, whereas every uh, um, marketing activity will be thanks to your individual profile. You can't do much with um, with a page. It's a static page, and on your profile, you get a lot of um, connection requests, and, and you can show things, and you can run advanced searches. So forget about the, the page and focus on your own individual profile, because that is what will bring you the best results. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, okay. Then, then what, what, what's the other thing that, that is a myth for, for LinkedIn? Oh, so perhaps we could touch on, on the question of our connection strategy. Okay. And many entrepreneurs think that they need to have a gazillion connections in order to succeed on LinkedIn. Okay. And the yep. truth is, you don't really have to. You, you, you need to pick a connection strategy that works for you. But if you're starting out, if you are, are young and you haven't been on LinkedIn that much, then you have a quote, everyone starts with zero followers, right? Right. So if you think about it, it, it doesn't make sense for you to try and, and 
go to uh, uh, have a gazillion connections because it will take you years. Okay. However, connect with people you know well, then that means that you can run advanced searches. Mm -hmm. And by running advanced searches, you'll find interesting prospects. And in some cases, recent, you will see that you and that person, that prospect, share a mutual connection. Okay. And that, what it, that enables you to do is to leave LinkedIn and reach out to the to that mutual connection and ask them, say, could you introduce me to Gary V? Or could you could you introduce me to Mac Atram? Or could you introduce me to Jane Doe? And if, mm. if that happened, then you can grow your business thanks to your network. And you could have 45 connections and gain revenues. And you could have 2,000 connections without successfully translating them into revenues and into business. Mm. And the metrics that count should not be vanity metrics. It should be yeah. real-life metrics. Okay. Okay. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, like, uh, every everyone has been looking at Oh, how many followers do I have? But it seems like it's the other way around. If we have like 1 million followers on LinkedIn, but yet we do not have any business transactions with them, like what you've mentioned, then it means that it's not of good quality. Those followers are, are just probably maybe bots or maybe uh, people who just love to, you know, like your posts and, and comments, but nothing else, right? Right. There's a whole marketplace on Fiverr. You can you can buy thousands of followers, uh, you know, for for a few dollars. So it's not really relevant. Um, mm -hmm. What we would we ask our, our audience here is to uh, decide whether in in two years time they would like to be the most connected or the best connected, and either mm -hmm. way can work. If you do have a million followers, then you will get a lot of views and a lot of traffic and a lot of revenues due to that. But yeah. and if you have a quality network, it means you can have a lot of referrals. The mm. danger zone is actually staying in between because many entrepreneurs, they don't want to pick a side. They want both quality and quantity. And the trouble is they end up having very little of either because if they mm. have 3000 connections, and they think that's a lot, then on LinkedIn, it's not a lot because most of those people will simply not see what it is that you share. So oh. pick a side, either quality or quantity, and don't veer, don't change, because if you try to change, it will take you a lot of time. It, it will probably not be worth it. Okay, okay, nice. Okay, so we've, we've touched on the, the first two uh, the, the first two myths then what about the, the next one I, I I could see that there's a uh, more towards website and CV right and then there's uh, content and advertising and then time and money do you mind if you explain to us more in detail about that well, pleasure when you started this broadcast you mentioned um, uh, entrepreneurs thinking about LinkedIn as as a place for resumes and and if you're yeah. an entrepreneur, then you shouldn't be looking for a job. You should be looking for prospects. 
So the questions you can ask yourself is, who is your ideal reader? What action would you like that those people to perform when they visit your profile? Mm-hmm. And are we providing them with the right information, right? in the right order that will make them say, ah, you are part of the solution. And that means it's not important whether you worked for that company in 2017 or 2019. What is important is to think of your own LinkedIn profile as a website that needs to convert your ideal reader. So for okay. some entrepreneurs, the, the ideal reader would be uh, beta users. For others, it would be talents they want to hire. For yet others, it could be partners. And for many entrepreneurs, it would be leads. So if you can decide who's your ideal lead, what sort of information can your profile show them that will make them understand they need to read more and discover more about you, Mm -hmm. and then probably leave LinkedIn and go to your website because conversion Mm -hmm. is likelier to happen on your website. So simply the point number three, think about your profile as a website that needs to convert to a deal reader Simply ask yourself if I'm the ideal reader and I bump into this, will I will what I see in the first five seconds show me something interesting? And okay. when I see your own profile, then both the banner that you recently changed and the headline, and those are the two most important elements we grasp within a second, are way more important to the reader than the usual boilerplate text. And what you what you said in your in your headline, it doesn't it it, it, it starts with the celebrity whisperer. Yeah. So these three words make everyone reading it say, "Hey, what is the celebrity whisperer? I've never heard that combination before." Mm-hmm. And it does refer to to the movie, so people have can understand what it is. So that's best. But they are intrigued. What does that mean? And then they're able to discover more about you and go to Impact Ethiopia or, or decide that they want to reach out to you. So simply build your web, your, your profile in a way that would convert your ideal reader. And, and there is a whole funnel of when people go to your profile within the first few seconds, they'll see the banner and they'll see the headline. And then it's our job to make them go from the top of the funnel to the very bottom where they say, I want to reach out to you, Rayson. I have a question. I want to schedule a strategy call. I have a, a, pro, a potential uh, project I would like to discuss with you. Mm-hmm. And there are a number mm-hmm. of, of obstacles here. So we try to uh, remove the, the frictions and make it as, as easy as possible for people to discover you. You can also think about the keywords that people will use on LinkedIn billions of searches are run on the LinkedIn platform. So are you even incorporating the terms that your clients are likely to use when they run a search? Okay. And if they discover okay. you, will they say, okay, I want to learn more. I want to scroll and, and see how you're featuring the best content, the best evergreen content that you have. And if they see that you share a mutual connection and they reach out to that person and they ask about race and true, will that person say, that he knows you and that we need to communicate with you. If that's the case, then we move to the very bottom of the funnel where your prospect will say, hey, maybe we could discuss a potential project. So every entrepreneur listening to this simply needs to think of the funnel 
that exists on LinkedIn and make it as smooth as and easy for anyone they're interested in to discover them, to say, oh, that's interesting, and eventually to decide to reach out to you and discuss a potential partnership. Hmm. Okay. Nice. Wow. Okay. So, so I, I truly believe like, you know, this is what you meant by when people do not know who you are and what you do. So you got to actually make sure that it is like a website of how you showcase your talents, your skill sets, and also at the same time, your, not so much of your work experiences, but probably I would say the recommendations by those people, right? LinkedIn recommendation has, has a lot of uh, a chunk of uh, people sending uh, recommendations to you. That, that, that is also very important, right? Yes, it, it, you can say that you're the greatest, whatever it is, but if people say that about you, it carries more weight. It's, it gives mm. you more uh, stardust, if, if you like. So yes, they're, they're more important than, than endorsement or, or other things. And, and you could also leverage the, those, uh, those recommendations. And um, when, when you think about the way that entrepreneurs are using the LinkedIn uh, platform, um perhaps we can we can touch on on the another element uh, that was there and that's content versus advertising when okay. was the last time when was the last time you clicked on on a, on a linkedin ad do you remember well, can't remember because i don't really click on that ad <laughs> I've, i i don't think i've clicked on any ad before like uh, okay yeah i've not really clicked on any ad before but since you actually mentioned about advertising and the content do you mind if you share with us more in detail about that with pleasure the, the content is the greatest gasoline or the greatest uh, uh, way to bring people to your profile and to make them understand or discover you and mm. what entrepreneurs could do i don't think you need to create content for the sake of linkedin but what you could definitely do is assess the current content that you have and decide what sort of content do you have on your website or on your Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, whatever it is that is relevant for your LinkedIn audience and mm -hmm. repurpose that mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. And okay. you can share that as LinkedIn articles, you can share that as LinkedIn, LinkedIn posts, you can repurpose it in different groups. There are many, many ways to do this and, and usually there's a gap. If you ask the entrepreneur and if you go to their website, you will discover all sorts of interesting content. And when you look at the LinkedIn profile, nothing really, uh, nothing is there. So, so it's, it's our job, it's our responsibility to highlight the best elements that we want people to discover about us and do this every three or six months so will en enable you to update, to update it and to show your best uh, face to the world. I was listening to an episode where I think you, you quoted Warren Buffett. It, it takes maybe 20 years to create a reputation and maybe five minutes to ruin it. Yep. So it, it says it all. You need to be professional and, and what, what better place to be professional than the world's largest and strongest business community whenever you run a, a search on Google, I Googled you, and your LinkedIn profile came on came on top of the list. Oh, okay. So, 
anyone listening to this should say, hey, when people Google me and LinkedIn shows up, then I better make sure that my LinkedIn profile looks the way I want it to look. Because you don't need to, to ask someone else to do it. You know, with SEO, search engine optimization, it could take months. Mm, but on LinkedIn, yeah. for today, I change my banner. And maybe tomorrow I'll change something else. And the minute you click save, that's it. Yep. Yep, I agree. And and you know what? I was really surprised. <laughs> and when I saw it, I was like, wow. When, you know, talking about banner, I was really surprised when you actually uh, took the effort to to take, take my uh, website and even like uh, the poster and you mix it up and then you post. Yeah, let, let me show you guys uh, on this. I, I, I was really really impressed i i have i have not really uh uh you know thought that someone would actually do it but daniel you you made you made me uh really really proud and also at the same time you made me feel wow you know um <coughs> excuse me so so what i was actually referring to was actually this uh you know uh, you can see this you know i, I was like wow catch, catch the next episode and then it's my my website and then the, the 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 podcast poster i was like oh my god i believe i should be doing something like this in the for the next one or even in the near future for for all the other episodes as well i mean it, this this is really 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 good i i'm really grateful for 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 this you know and, and this this is like i really find that you know uh, the banner is really important because it draws attention as well like what you mentioned and yeah, I I just wanna wanna uh, ask you, right? You know, um, we talked about company page, the profile. Why profile is way more important than than the company page, the quality of it, the the website and the content. Then how about how about that that factor that that I saw inside here, which says money uh, time is more than the money that that we were that you know um, that is the myth of the LinkedIn. Right. Uh, with pleasure. The, the banner is simply a way for me to show my, my appreciation for our, our discussion today. So it's, it's yeah. actually uh, yeah. shows the, the fifth point because I don't think you need to run and pay LinkedIn and invest in a premium account oh. before oh. you know the platform really well. Because most entrepreneurs are not likely to leverage more than 10% of the of LinkedIn's uh, free capabilities. Of course, when you know the, the, the platform inside out, when, when you know what's under the hood, then there are some advantages to, to a premium account. But if you, I only open up my LinkedIn account today and I paid, I wouldn't be able reason to ever, even appreciate what I was uh, offered because there was no uh, before and after thing. And... and yeah. The, the the thing about the banner is that it takes a couple of minutes maybe to create content or to improve and update your profile but it doesn't cost anything you know you can use it in in canva and you, you, you can add use all sorts of free tools it will take you a couple of minutes and you can show the world what if the best elements that you, that you want so focus on the right side your profile is way more important than your, your company page. The quality of your network is probably more important than the quantity of your connections. Mm -hmm. Think about your profile as a website and not as a CV. Understand okay. that content 
is more important than advertising because if recent you hasn't clicked on a LinkedIn ad and he spent hours on LinkedIn, then chances are your prospect will not click there either. Yeah. And I you agree. don't have to pay anything. You do have to invest uh, some time to understand it or to hire someone who can save you some time. Okay. Wow. Wow. This is gold, man. I mean, like, uh, this, this is gold mine <laughs> being, being mine within this few, I would say, few moments like 10 20 minutes of our, our talk and, and so many golden nuggets that we are actually getting for from you and i really appreciate it. and well, of course for those of you who are joining in uh, I, I just i want to implore to you that linkedin is really really amazing and and one of the best social media platform for you to leverage on and to network as well and this is actually daniel who is a LinkedIn expert, and I'm really grateful that he is here to share with us not just him about the myths, but also how you can actually improve on your LinkedIn presence and how you can get yourself out there. Uh, but we will touch on all this in a short while. All right. And um, speaking of which, you know, LinkedIn is like a website for for many people right now. A lot of people have been typing in a lot of where they are featured and all this other stuff and now i, I want to ask you right there's this thing called linkedin profile headlines okay so what is it that makes our profile headline so important right the the headline is the most important real estate on our profile because whenever someone runs a search or discovers mm -hmm. your profile is the, it's the single thing in, in the, they see before deciding whether they'd like to read more about you. So there, there are three sources of three main sources of people discovering you on LinkedIn. One would be if I asked if I wanted to um, launch my entrepreneurial business and and I heard about you from someone I trust, then I would run a search for you and I would bump into your profile. But that means mm -hmm. I already heard the name Racing Shoe from someone I trust. So I come really calm and I have the time and I'm asking myself, do I want to reach out to you? There is okay. also a second element in that when people run search, they may run a search for entrepreneur, venture, startup, uh, media, podcast, all sorts of terms. And you would be one of the results. And there may be, you know, 20 or 20,000 results. So the mind of the reader in that search, they, they probably have less than five seconds because each time they click on a result, they think that, hey, I'm, I'm missing 20 other people out there. So when okay. you decide about your headline, that your ideal headline needs to make people aware of the fact that they're missing out if they don't discover more about you. So it's the best element and the most important element that you need to work on and, and my website has a giveaway that would, a cheat sheet that would help you uh, build a customer-centric headline instead of saying I'm the CEO or co-founder of Jane Doe um, Limited. Because Jane Doe is not the household name. And what's important is to, to make people discover what it is that, that we have. Hmm. Okay. I see. understand. Okay. So then, then do you mind 
if you share with us more about how we actually can, you know, what's the best way to make our profile customer friendly then? Excellent. So if you consider this, the, um, the metrics that matter are the business metrics. So okay. let's say that uh, um, I'm 23 and I'm, I, I see Ian Ang as a model and I want to create the next secret lab or the next startup in the world and, and, and I want to leverage LinkedIn. Then what I should be focused on is the business metrics. Do I, do I get the revenues and the orders that I want? and not focus on the vanity metrics. The vanity metrics, hey, I have 3,000 connections or mm -hmm. people have liked my content, you know, 20 times this morning or my SSI uh, uh, score is, is 98 or whatever. And the simplest truth is that you don't need to focus on the LinkedIn metrics. You need to focus on the business metrics. Say you okay. have maybe you have a forthcoming webinar and you uh, during that webinar you would sell something so before mm -hmm. linkedin you sold for uh three hundred thousand dollars and you use linkedin and you and now you have four hundred thousand dollars in in each webinar then race on that means you can attribute the extra a hundred thousand dollars to the activities you performed on linkedin and mm -hmm. everything in the LinkedIn metrics should serve your business and not the other way around. The entrepreneurs are not here to serve LinkedIn. LinkedIn should serve them. So you don't need to behave in, in weird ways. You need to think about your business and, and leverage LinkedIn. It, it's almost a black box. If the, it doesn't translate into revenues, then you're not doing great. If it does, then keep doing what you do. And forget about the, the, the vanity metrics because they don't, at the end of the day, the likes are not necessarily revenues. Yeah. Go, it boils down to the, to the quality issue as well, if you'd like. Focus on the business metrics. You, as an entrepreneur, you must know what is your North Star metrics. Do you want users? So if you want more users and, and, and your, your growth rate is, is, say, 200 new users a week, and thanks to LinkedIn activities, you know, you now double that to 400 new users a week. And you can, that means you can monetize those extra users and you okay. know how to do it. So focus on, on the, on the business metrics that matter to you and find ways for LinkedIn to help you gain top of funnel recognition. LinkedIn is, is impeccable for top of funnel educational content that will make people discover you and then likely to go to your website or connect with you and then do something else. Oh, okay. I see. Wow. Oh, okay. That's nice. It's nice. All right. Okay. So, so now, now as we actually, uh, know so much more about how we can actually make our profile more customer friendly, and how we can actually put on the headlines and, and all this other stuff and the banners and all. Then, do you mind if you share with us what are some of the mistakes that entre entrepreneurs have made on LinkedIn so far? With pleasure. Uh, um, I think I would um, like to discuss a topic that, that relates to the uh, element of 
our connections. Okay, so let's say okay. that when when you uh, consider the fact that you, you see the four quadrants, one axis, the x axis says uh, um, how many connections you have. Okay. Okay. So when you sign up for LinkedIn, you have zero connections, like you said, and then you move gradually to the right. You have 20 connections, 200 connections, 2,000 connections. And the second axis you can imagine is the axis of the amount of information you're providing your ideal reader. So, Rayson, mm. if you provided no information, you're in the lower uh, third. And if you provide them with the best links and the keywords and a great headline and the banner, then you're on top. So if you look at the four quadrants, what quadrant would be ideal for entrepreneurs to reach eventually? Which one would, would that be in your eyes? My eyes, I would say that it's definitely scale your business hills. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Right. So let, let's say, let's imagine there were two ways to get to scale your business hills. One would be to invite all sorts of people send invitation accept invitation invitations and then in two years remember that your website your profile isn't converting and improving it that means you're you're going to the right and then you move up and there's a second option and that means you first optimize your profile and then you go to the right which do you think makes more sense first right or first up first up Excellent. What do you think most entrepreneurs do? Do they go up or do they go right? They will go right <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, exactly. they'll, they'll, they'll go to, to 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 the right because they want to gain vanity matrix. I, I believe, right? You're absolutely right. And and the, the tragic thing about it is that imagine i would buy i would run a whole google campaign for your name and the very top results when i click on that instead of seeing the regency show i would see a page that's under construction hmm. that's the exact equivalent because we're we're promoting something that isn't converting so it doesn't matter if you have two two thousand or twenty thousand if no one can understand what it is that you do on the other hand once your profile does provide that information then each connection you have or each thing each public action you perform on linkedin is likelier to convert into business metrics revenues inquiries orders downloads subscriptions whatever it is that you want so i'm not saying you don't have to have connections but if you start by sending invitations and accepting invitations without your profile being stellar then you're underutilizing the platform and you're leaving a lots of money on the table. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, then, Daniel, what what are what are some of the ways that we can actually do to improve our presence as an entrepreneur? Because since you said that we are leaving so much money on the table, then how can we actually recoup all this money back? Okay, I believe the questions you're asking yourself about the, the business should be the same questions you ask yourself about your LinkedIn presence. Okay, so if uh, um, an entrepreneur is building a business now, they need to, to decide who their ideal reader is on, on LinkedIn and, and try to optimize that, that funnel. Perhaps what we could do 
imagine that your ideal uh, reader is, um, say, uh, an executive in the SaaS industry that is the CIO of a growing startup because you have found something that would make their lives easier. Mm -hmm. So the simplest thing to do, Grayson, would be to ask two or three CIOs to look at your profile, ideally people you're not connected with, and simply tell you what they think when they see that. And you would be amazed by the things you would learn, because it doesn't matter what we think about our presence. Okay. What is important is the way the person we want, our audience, what do they think when they see the things that we, we did. So there's often a gap. We have used that term and we don't understand that people have other conce conceptions about that term. Or we're showing this element in, and we don't, we, we like it, but our audience doesn't necessarily like it. Mm. So let me suggest a very three simple three question method before you do anything on LinkedIn. Question number one, do you really like it? Are you proud of that action? So when you change your banner, do you like the banner or not? If you don't like the banner, forget about it. It doesn't make sense to go on. Okay. But the extra questions would be, is that action, like sharing this or writing that or using that term, is this aligned with the way people know you? In other words, if I were to sit next to Gary Vee and I would ask him something that you did on LinkedIn and he would say, yes, that's the words Rayson would use. That's the way I uh, uh, see his presence. Then that's great. And on the other hand, if people who know you look at you and say, what is this? What was he thinking? Then you're doing something wrong. So first question is about you. Second question is about the alignment with what people think about you. A simple example would be if I'm a serious person and you would see me share on LinkedIn only jokes. And whenever we meet, I never do say anything funny. So you would say, hey, what is happening here? Like, why, hey, why is that person doing on LinkedIn something that is not natural and is not aligned with the way I know them? Mm -hmm. And if we have time for the third and most important question, your ideal reader, when they see that action, does it bring them closer to you or does, does that make them take a step back? If they were hesitant okay. about reaching out to you, when they see that action, are they likely to feel compelled to reach out to you or will they stop and say, hey, maybe that's not a good idea? So first, you, then your network and lastly the people you want to reach out to and if you have positive answer for from all three then you're good mm, okay understand all right wow so this is how we improve our linkedin presence and also at the same time I, i'm just curious right like uh, the in terms of like in, in terms of like uh our, our, uh, I would say our conversation on on being present in LinkedIn and all. But I, I remember I saw this very very interesting phrase that you have, and that is you say that exposure is overrated on LinkedIn, right? So how often? Uh, 
So why is that so? And what could possibly be more important than exposure? Right. I, I love this question. And the thing is that your business objective is not exposure. Exposure is a means to an end. And why do I say that exposure is often uh, overrated on LinkedIn? Because let's say that you that uh, some entrepreneurs uh, listening or watching this have, say, a network of 3,000 connections. Okay? Mm -hmm. So when they share something, their assumption is that many people, many of their uh, connections will see that content. But the truth is, like you know, that very few of those connections are likely to see what is it that you shared. Not because they say, I don't want the, the recent you content. They may be fans of the Regacy show. They may want to see everything you, you post. But they're not likely to visit LinkedIn exactly when you have that LinkedIn live event or exactly when you share something. And hmm. scrolling in the feed is something that simply many LinkedIn users don't perform. So it, it's best to remember that maybe 2 to 3% of your network is even potentially seeing your content. Hmm. Okay. So exposure okay. on LinkedIn, when you have 30,000 connections, say 2% will see it, it's nice, okay? 1% of, 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 of uh, 30,000 is 300 people, 2% are 600 people, it's, it's nice. But imagine I have 300 connections. I know all of them well. I get referrals. I get leads from them. And then someone tells me, why do you have only 300 connections? You need to go, you, you need to have more. And I decide to grow race on my, my network tenfold. I now have 3,000 connections. But what has happened here? Only 60 people will see my content. Okay, it was easier to find 54, 54 people, that's the uh, uh, margin, and, and, and message them. And on the other hand, what, I have, what I've done is pollute the quality of my network. I no longer can gain referrals because I wanted to have both. I wanted the quality and I wanted the quality. So exposure happens when you have 25, 30, 50,000 connections. And mm. quality happens when you know your network well. But the dead man's zone is in the middle where you have 3,000 connections, you think you're popular, and you don't understand why nothing happens. Nothing happens because not many people see that content, and most people don't care about what it is that you say because they don't really know you. Okay. I see. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, uh, to know that... Uh, exposure is not so important as compared to you know getting your message out right and also at the same time getting people to look at your profile and and to dm you message you and tell you hey i, I want to do business with you and all this other stuff so so i mean this this is something that i i believe it's it's very important for businesses rather than just you know like how many people are liking it, how, the post, how many people are adding me, how many people are following me, uh, how many how many people has viewed my my post for that day, the impression and all this other stuff. So I, I truly believe that it is really, really interesting that, you know, it, that how we should be looking at social media, not just LinkedIn. We can also use this on Instagram, on Facebook and all the other stuff. And we can also make sure that we are actually doing things 
for business purposes rather than just vanity matrix because this show is all about entrepreneurs right so that's why everything is centered for entrepreneurs to help you guys to get your business going and growing as well and uh I, I do as we are actually uh, talk, as we were actually talking about you know vanity metrics and all this other stuff but now I, I would like to ask you right you know since we spoke a lot about posting earlier so can you share with us like when should a person focus on sharing their content on LinkedIn and how often should they share on the platform itself? Excellent. So Rayson, the, the most important uh, takeaway is that you don't have to share on LinkedIn a lot. Okay. Most people are, because most people are not likely to see it. And most of our connections are not eager to see our content. And in fact, what will happen if you overshare is that many people who have discovered your content for the first time and liked it and the second time and said, okay, if they understand that every day you're posting the same things, then they will they will develop a blindness. They will either stop okay. seeing that because they know what it is. You, you, you toot your own horn. You do it exactly in the same way. You don't make it intriguing or interesting for them to actually discover. They might even, in some cases, if, if they feel that a person has hijacked their feed, then they might unfollow that person or even disconnect. So think nice. quality. What is the, uh, um, there are many uh, ways for you to share content on LinkedIn. Ask yourself, mm -hmm. why am I sharing this? Is this relevant for my connections? I'd like to draw a, a distinction between your connections and your network. I'm sorry, your connections in your audience. Because in okay. some cases, you're helping entrepreneurs, but your own network may be based of uh, previous positions you've uh, you've had so maybe some of your network is not entrepreneurs some of your connections are people you've worked with in the, in the in a clinic or in Tunis something else they're not necessarily entrepreneurs they like you but that content mm -hmm. doesn't really resonate with them so simply ask yourself is my network equivalent to my audience some entrepreneurs will say yes Others will say some of them and others will say, of course not. I only started my journey now and everyone I'm connected with is from my previous life or when I was in corporate, when I was studying something else. Mm -hmm. And if, if you share on, 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 on LinkedIn, find the best quality content that is likely to make people dis learn something. The, the best content, what I found is that the best content that works on LinkedIn is educational content educational content something like this something that would like if people uh, um uh, consuming the the regacy show can at the end of the show they can say okay now i understand a b and c i listen to the seo episode i understand i need to to run a, a keyword uh i have a, a list of keywords and then they can perform action immediately after listening to the episode and that mm -hmm. is everything mm -hmm. that it, that is not a sales pitch can be educational content. And that is likely to attract people to you and to say, yes, I want to learn more about it. I want to follow you. I want to use that bell to see what, what content you share. And it's probably better to share one high quality piece of content 
a month. A month. Then share, then sharing three times a week, things that are less far, things that are not resonating with your audience, because you might lose a lot if you try to share every day because you, you think you need to to share every day. No, you don't. If you have a lot of content, then another way to, to do this is to simply join specialized communities and specialized groups on LinkedIn and mm -hmm. share your content there instead of harassing our connections with showing them also the same sort of content every day. Okay. And yeah. when you share it in a, in a specialized group, people have joined that group because they want to learn more about entrepreneurship. Mm. And you're probably not connected to most of them. So you get more eyeballs of potential customers or people discovering your content that way. Okay. I see. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, now, now I learned something. And that is to, instead of posting a private message to all these people, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. So like uh, private messaging all of these people, hey, I, I have a new content. Do check it out. Or probably like uh, you keep just sharing on your posts and you think that people would look at it. But unfortunately, only 2 to 3% of people watches your content, looks at your content, likes your content or whatsoever that, that you have posted. And also at the same time, we have to, like you mentioned, post one high quality content a month. And for high quality content, do you mind if you share with us like, any examples of high quality content that you have actually done before and it has actually garnered a lot of attention not just eyeballs but also money coming into your table sure so what i could do is is uh, for the show notes i'll, I'll share a, um, a linkedin article with a flow chart of uh, how to share content on linkedin but for the sake for the sake of our discussion let, let's put it aside um the content that is likeliest to resonate with your audience is an analysis that they can learn something from and execute. Okay. So okay. the content that worked for me is also sort of, of uh, um, education, LinkedIn educational content. Like we, we dived into the um, importance of the profile headline. So I had one quick video or one or the cheat sheet before it was on my website and I got lots of traction, lots of people messaging me and say, okay, so, so thank you. Now I, I've improved my headline from A to B. What do you think? And it was overwhelming because there were many people who wanted the, um, the, uh, my opinion in, in that time. And the, the way you can think about it is that if the audience you're targeting is, is uh, say millennial entrepreneurs, then simply ask yourself, Rayson, what are the questions they're struggling with? Okay. And you work, you've, you've helped uh, uh, an enormous amount of, of entrepreneurs. I think you know the you know the questions. And when once you know the questions, you simply ask yourself, okay, what sort of content can I make that will answer some of those questions? And if you want to tie it back to your business, then a great way to do it would be to show them how to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. And at the mm -hmm. end of point B, you say, there is also a point C I would love to show you. And that and, and they've understood they've uh, gained value from the free information you provided. And now that you open their eyes and they understand that there's a lot more to this. 
Okay. And now okay. they're they're likelier to say yes. I want I want to to be part of your program, or I want to download that content, or I want to to go on a strategy call with you. So the the content needs to be of high value and and uh, um, educational and relatable to their needs. Like what makes them tick at night? If you if you think about your ideal audience, what questions are they struggling with? And mm-hmm. say if there, there are three options and, and you're disrupting that with a fourth option. So you can okay. say these are the okay. point cons of all three options. And by the way, my startup is now working on, an, on a fourth option. If you'd like to learn more, reach out to us. But you provided uh, uh, an overview of existing of the existing solution in a way that doesn't uh, that is real and genuine. There are pro and cons for each, and at the end you say there is something else I could show you, and if you're interested, ping me. That the con- that's the sort of content that is likeliest to to resonate with people and also help you grow your own business. All right. Wow. Thank you so much. I really appreciate what you've shared on that. And I truly believe that it is going to be something that's very useful for all the entrepreneurs that are tuning in right now. And also at the same time, those of you who are tuning in through, I would say, Spotify and iTunes later on, you guys can actually apply whatever that has been mentioned over here. And then we'll see how it goes. And then after that, don't forget to message us. Let us know what sort of help you guys need and also at the same time how Daniel's, I would say, suggestions, advices have helped you along the way for your LinkedIn profile and how to actually make it into a lead magnet which we're going to jump into next, right? And and this is the most important part of, of this segment because everyone... Who are tuning in not just from singapore but also there are people from the philippines and all they are actually really interested in knowing what how you know we can actually do that and daniel do you mind if you share with our audience what can we do in order to turn our linkedin profile into a lead magnet sure so uh we had the uh, the funnel that we discussed earlier on i'd like to to maybe to uh, um touch on, on one or two points that uh, we we mentioned there and, and that c- can be important enough. Mm-hmm. You see, when someone has heard about your name or has listened to the show and they visit you on LinkedIn, they, they already know a lot about you and they're more uh, uh, willing and they're, they're warm leads, if you'd like. So the toughest yeah. thing to do is to make people who haven't heard about you but need someone like you to discover you. And, and mm-hmm. that element, one, one very important element people, entrepreneurs, need to uh, um, master is the art of LinkedIn SEO. Okay, the keywords okay. that people are likely to use when, when running a search on LinkedIn. And the truth is that you're an expert, so the terms that you would use are not necessarily the terms that your prospects will use, Okay. And maybe the terms that they will use are, are different from the way you think about it. Because you know so much about it, you already have the niche term that, you know, 1% of the population understands. But it's mm-hmm. best to really think about the ways that people would try to run a search. And one way to, to do it is to 
build a list. Let, let's take a, a, a real life example. Okay, we offer, we have a disruptive uh, um, system that is matching um, entrepreneurs with uh, early users. Okay. Okay. So what what is happening here? What sort of terms would you like? to um, what, what are people likely to run in a search? So they would enter maybe users and traction and downloads and startup and uh, IoT and all sorts of things that are related to their, to their uh, venture or to, to what they'd like to, to have. And what you could do is even look at some job descriptions and build race on a list of 60 terms that people are likely to use. Mm -hmm. shouldn't take you more than an hour. I think 20 or 20 you have within a minute and then you can look in, you can look up and, and have a list of 60 terms. Stage number two is going to your profile and ask yourself, okay, what terms have I used on my current LinkedIn profile? And many entrepreneurs will say, okay, out of those 60 terms, I do have 5, 10, 15, 20, 30. But there's a whole bunch of terms that are nowhere to be found on my profile. And what's okay. important to understand is that when someone, when you run a, a search on LinkedIn, LinkedIn indexes everything from the headline we mentioned to the about section, to the experience section, and even the skills section. Okay. So let's say we have the, 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 the term users and we have the term downloads and we have the term disruption. Okay. How can okay. we enter those terms in our profile? We can add it to the description of our current venture. Our venture is helping startups gain move from 10 users to 1,000 users. How do we do that? We help users discover this the solution. We help we show them why to download this, and we when we enable them you to disrupt the the startup scene. Whatever it is that is. Um, natural for the human reader and mm -hmm. also includes the keywords. Okay. As much as keywords are important, we don't need to neglect the human reader. Because if I go to your profile and I see you simply entered entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs 10 times, but it's not a, um, a sentence that makes sense, then I, I would actually recall, I would go back and say, hey, what what is happening here? So try to build real life a story would be great okay what are uh, the early users saying about your solution and you can have many terms there and mm -hmm. whenever someone would run a search instead of finding you in page 25 they're likely to find you in page one and that will bring you more awareness and more discovery through the top of the funnel and then based on a couple of things we, we mentioned, your, your banner, your headline and everything else, they're likely to, to reach out to you and say, I want to be part of this. So think about the right keywords that your users are likely to think of. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so for example, keywords would be like for, for recent, right? For mine will be legacy because legacy actually comes from this word legacy right and then probably i would say that even entrepreneurs or i would say millennials will be the keyword that i have to use for 
most of my posts, right? Or all of my posts, right? Rather than just uh, probably my high quality posts and I use it. And then the not so high quality posts, which is probably something that's entertaining and all this other stuff, then I don't I, I don't use the 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 keyword, for example. Right. So so yeah. we have to we have to mix and match. Am I right to say that in, in a sense? Absolutely. And, and one example of that mix and match is that what you discussed are, are things you would share. But mm. the content you would share is not necessarily part of your profile. Okay. Okay. So okay. It, it does make sense to use the right terms and the right uh, uh, keywords and the right hashtags, if you'd like. But mm. it also makes sense for your uh, um, uh, profile to incorporate as many relevant keywords and i would uh, encourage you to have to, to think not only about the three terms because the competition for the word entrepreneur is huge and and it, it okay. and no one will no one will enter just entrepreneur because they're going to be bombarded with a half a million uh, results so they're likely people who run a search will enter at least five terms five so terms. what other, after at least some of them will will use more than that so after entrepreneurs and maybe millennials and and maybe legacy what are the other terms will they use maybe the word startup maybe maybe the word growth maybe mm. the word media maybe the words there were there will be other terms they will think of mm -hmm. and then you can incorporate those terms both in your shares like you said and also evergreen in your profile somewhere like what's what's the most natural place for you to use that term once in your profile hmm okay understand wow this is something that we're gonna uh, i would say i myself will, will also give it a try and i'll definitely let you know uh, how it has impacted my posts and also my visibility and also at the same time my business on linkedin as well well, wow, thanks. Thanks so much for this. And, uh, you know, as we are actually coming to the end of this podcast, I would like to actually uh, ask you one last question. And that question is, is this, okay? So, Daniel, imagine this. You suddenly lose everything, right? Your money, your brand, your name, your reputation. So what would you do from day one to day 30 to save yourself? All right. Um, at the risk of, of disappointing you, I don't live my life waiting for my last 30 days and life is way too short for me to handle this way. So I don't think I would change anything radical because mm -hmm. uh, you know mm -hmm. at the end of this show i might uh walk in the street and a car might might uh pull me in and and that would be the end of uh, of my legacy so i think you need to to live your life knowing that we we received a gift and we each day we have we need to make uh the most of and I wouldn't go to. I wouldn't like to think that I lo I uh, wasted my life. So, if something is important to you, 
you need to, you need to do it now. So if, if, if family is important, if your venture is important, if uh, music is important, whatever it is that, that will give you the energies to go on is something that you need to be uh, to make part and parcel of your life. Otherwise, you know, at one day you'll look back and say, hey, wh what have I done? What have I done with, with that gift that I was given? And and it's I wouldn't change anything. I'd probably uh, uh, take my family out for uh, for a walk or for uh, for a restaurant. But uh, nothing. If I want to read, I read. If I want to listen to music, I listen to music. If I want to hang out with people, I do it. Because life is too short to to be handled uh, otherwise. Okay. So so meaning to say that if let's say you lose all your money, your business, and all. What you will do is you won't go and work first. You won't go and think about what business venture you're going to work on. You just go and do whatever that's important first before you go and uh, find your next income. You go and find your your next opportunity in a sense. Am I right to say that? Right. The second the second part of the, of the answer would be to rely on my network. Okay. No. Uh, we may okay. move from, from Singapore to Taiwan. We may move from one venture to the other. But I think the, the people we've worked with are the ones who can say, okay, I, I understand you, you're in deep trouble now. I can help you either by suggesting you, you, that you do this with us, or I can hook you up with someone who needs your skills. And, and something important that entrepreneurs need to understand is that mm -hmm. in some cases, mm -hmm. our venture fails. Yeah. In many cases, our ventures fail. Our startup will not succeed. But mm -hmm. what we have learned along the way is not something that we lose. We've learned valuable uh, lessons, and that means that the second time we uh, want to build our business, we are probably likelier to build a, a more stable and robust and successful business simply because we failed. So. I, we don't need to uh, say, wow, I failed. That's nice. But the lessons from our failings is likely to make our, our next venture, venture succeed. And I would rely on my network to try and, and help me build uh, something else. Mm, okay. Wow. Well, as you, you all know, it's uh, always, there's this, always this amazing saying that says that your networks equals to your net worth, right? In a sense. So I truly believe in this, especially the the five people that you mix with is equivalent to how you're going to lead your life in the next five, ten years of your life. So I truly agree with what you have said, Daniel. It's really important when it comes to losing everything and then what you need is actually not, you know, going out to, to party and, oh, yes, I lost everything, you know. But in fact, it's to find that close-needed gang of people that has always been there for you with family friends or even colleagues or ex-colleagues that has been there for you and and they are definitely going to be there in in your your tragedy in in helping you out of that that pit hole that you're in and wow really really enjoyed the whole conversation with you i really appreciate all the amazing golden nuggets that you've shared with all of us so do you mind if you share with the audience where can they find you if let's say you know after this episode they are keen to know more about how they can get you to help them with your services 
what's your website or your social media that you can actually share with them? With pleasure. Uh, it was my, my pleasure and I, I learned uh, even more from our discussion. It, it's always interesting to hear about the, the way other people uh, think and I was uh, um, I was I was, I was I'm thankful for, for you taking the time to uh, to have me on the Regacy show. My website is probably the best um, place to, to head to. It's danielalfon.com, Daniel, and then A-L-F-O-N. There are also, there are all sorts of uh, downloads and guides and, and a store and articles and a way to, to reach out or to uh, schedule a call or to download the, the freebie. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to helping anyone interested. Simply reach mm -hmm. out and say, I was listening to the Regacy show and, and now I have a question and that would take them to the top of the list. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So for those of you who has been tuning in for the Regacy show and has been supporting us, I really appreciate you guys. I really love you guys a lot. And also at the same time, uh, I just want to say thank you to Daniel for taking this opportunity to to be here to to actually take your time off from your busy schedule to, to speak with us to share with us i really really appreciate it and with that i would like to to let you guys know that next week we're gonna have another guest coming on and we're gonna have subsequent guests coming on week in and week out so you guys stay tuned for all these amazing guests that are coming from around the world. Today, we have someone from Israel. Next week, we're going to have someone from the States. And we're going to have a lot of discussion on the latest trends and even cryptocurrency and etc. So with that, um, I want to say is you guys have one life to live. So you're going to take whatever knowledge and wisdom that's being digested here that, that has been that, that's been shared out here go and digest it and and make it your own recipe of your own success okay so i i really really am fortunate to have so many amazing guests and even daniel is one of the the guests that i have that we have here that's really inspired us so thank you so much and then again next week following week and all in whatever that that we're going to share do take notes and make sure that you're going to apply whatever that's been shared all right so with that i'll see you guys real soon and stay tuned for the next episode of the regacy show all right take care bye bye stay safe Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Regacy Show. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has brought you to an epiphany where you realize that this is where you want to go and this is what you want to do. So I hope you will continue to support and also at the same time, like, comment and share this episodes out to your people to your family your friends and not forgetting that we have just created a telegram group it's called the regacy show family so you can go and check it out and 
let us know how you find this group is serving you. Alright, so with that, I would like to thank you once again. See you and stay tuned for another episode of The Regacy Show.